Welcome to Awakening Souls with your spiritual host, Jennifer and Candace, a spiritual podcast for the mystics, magical thinkers, sensitives, and spiritual seekers. We are here to explore all things spiritual, from navigating your awakening, developing your psychic gifts, and so much more. Together with our combined experiences, we hope to help guide you on your path to reconnecting with your soul and the beautiful life that comes after. So come join us on the magical journey of exploring your awakening soul. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Awakening Souls. So for this episode, we're going to dive deep into our little trip to Sedona, Arizona. There's so much that happened on this trip. So we are splitting up this episode into two parts. So today you'll get the first half of that and we're going to leave you on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but we will fill you in on everything the next episode when it releases next week. Okay, so enjoy this episode and always we hope you enjoy. But anyway, we did have, we we had an experience. We went to Sedona, Arizona yeah, with a friend of ours and we each had some, I'd say, pretty profound experiences. Yeah. The two of us, especially. Deep deeply profound and so deep that I don't know that there are words to describe the kind of experience that we had there. There are, I just feel like we haven't processed everything and I know you feel that way. Yeah. And so it's harder for us to express it all. Yeah. Well, we'll do our best Yeah. because the card said, and the pendulum said, this is what they want us to talk about. So we did. We went to Sedona, Arizona with a friend and we, this trip was planned, but we didn't have any plans while on vacation. Yeah, no expectations. No expectations. We, I, this is unlike me, kind of just going, like taking a leap of faith, going on a whim. Like, yeah, sure. Let's go to Sedona, Arizona. But what's the plan? Usually there's a plan. Like I know where we're going to, what, what we plan to eat, what we plan to do because my husband's the planner. So usually there's like a schedule and no, there was no schedule and And intention. Right. But we did know that vortexes were going to be a part of our experience. We wanted to go see vortexes, but that's all we planned. Yeah. We didn't even plan the day or which vortexes until no hour before, you know, which is fine for some people. Some people <clears throat> have no problem. They could totally be spontaneous on trips like that. I'm not one of those people. So, right. So doing that was a leap of faith for me and not going with, yeah, with someone who could plan, help plan the trip. Exactly. Like my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, although my husband and I, this is basically what we kind of do on our vacations. We wing it. Oh, you do? Yeah, and I absolutely hate it. Oh. So. Well, I never, we never wing it. And on top of that, I haven't been on a vacation without my husband in several years. Yeah. And this was a vacation, just us three girls, without our significant others. It felt weird. It did it feel did. weird without yeah. our families. Um, and we had the security of one another, but we were getting to still know are the third person that was with us. Right. And so, we, we dealt with what, what would you say it was? Separation anxiety with oh, each for other? Sure. <laughs> We're like, where are you going? Uh, I'm just going to the bathroom candle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It wasn't that bad. No, it was. 
It was. Realized I have some codependency and, yeah, separation anxiety issues. Yeah. That, uh, and we both did. Separation was hard for me. Yeah. I'm not used to being this independent and people around me being this independent. I'm right. I'm my children all day long who are so dependent. Exactly. And I'm the one calling the shots and my husband's the one calling the shots and we rely and lean on one another. And this felt weird. It did. Not to have that. I bet it felt more weird for you than it did for me. It did. Oh, okay. I'm glad you Oh, well, I see that. <laughs> I just assume. <laughs> Because your children are grown. Right. (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyway, if you've never been to Sedona, Arizona, um, it's popular for its vortexes, for its spirituality. There's, um, you know, I truly don't know a whole lot. I just know that this was a hot area for even UFO activity Mm -hmm. um, and spirituality stuff. So... What is a vortex? Okay, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask you that because um, I I don't think I could have articulated what a vortex was on the Earth before this trip. So we went with the intentions, just going to go explore some vortexes with zero expectations of what that would feel like, what that would look like, and what would happen. So we had to climb these um, mountains, like do a little hiking through these beautiful red rock mountains. And they were beautiful. They were so beautiful. Yeah. And I went expecting just to go for a hike. I expected not to feel anything, yeah, nothing to happen. And I feel like that's kind of silly of me to say that, being as sensitive as I am to yeah. energy. Um, but a vortex, we have vortexes in the human body. We have seven main ones, and that's the chakra system. So a vortex is a wheel of energy. And... As we have chakras, and as we are living organisms, so is planet Earth. Planet Earth is a living organism. That is actually recognized by scientists, too, Mm -hmm. that planet Earth is actually a living organism. So it would make sense that Earth would have chakra vortexes. So what we did is we went and visited a couple of the chakras. On Earth. (laughs) Earth, Yeah. yeah, in Sedona, Arizona. And there's quite a few vortexes that we could have visited. But we went to Bell Rock Mountain was the first one. Mm-hmm. And the minute we pulled up into that parking lot, I we didn't even get out of the car. Feel it. Yeah, you felt it in your heart, in my right? Crown. Oh, in your crown. Yes. That's right. And if anyone has ever felt their chakras open up, especially the crown, it could feel a little bit different to, to other people. You can explain maybe what yours feels like. I think ours is similar. But yes. it feels like the very tippy top of my head there's like a vibration feeling. It's like a tingling sensation and it just trickles over the sides of my head and kind of internally, it almost feels like my head turns into a bowl. bowl. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, woof, yes. feeling. And I just get this tingling sensation, this high vibration feeling. It just feels like every molecule of that part of my body is vibrating so quickly that I can't physically keep up with it. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Yeah. Um, so as soon as we pulled up, I have felt that crown open up and then we went and climbed up the mountain and we had some really amazing experiences. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit about, oh, about, about you. Are we talking about like the yes. week before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was after we recorded our podcast on Tuesday that all, I just, I felt 
really good. And I thought, okay, this is probably because we had a really good recording. We felt great about it. But then it carried on into the evening and it carried on into the next day. And I just felt like high vibration, like the energy was too much for my body to contain. And I can remember telling you, it felt like at times that my soul inside my body was growing so big that my, my body was just too small for it. Or that at times it felt like the energy was just shooting out of like my fingertips or the top of my head, or I even felt it in my teeth and my tongue at times, just so much energy. And I kept going to everyone I knew and I'm like, this has only happened twice before in my life. And both times were when I was attuned for Reiki, Reiki one and Reiki two. And there even was this one time where I thought I was supposed to have Reiki two class and I didn't end up having it that week. And it was a few days later that my body started with the high vibration again. And it was because it was still a week away. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you I were put thinking... the two and two together at that point. Yeah. You were thinking, oh, my attunement's coming up. It's so strange that I'm not feeling this. No, I didn't even know this... that. Oh, really? Because it wasn't until that I started, it wasn't until this, I oh. actually started feeling it the second time that I put the two and two together and realized this is because I'm getting attuned. Oh. Because, yeah, I didn't get it the week when I thought I was supposed to get attuned. Okay. Um, I just, I remember telling you guys that this is weird that I was getting these feelings. And it just so happened that when we were sitting on the rock all meditating, our friend Rose heard a message, give, give an attunement, give an attunement. And so she said, girls, I'm hearing this message. Do either of you want an attunement? And I was like, uh, well... Uh, okay, I've been feeling it. I might as well do it. And I didn't even know that that was an option. I didn't know that that, you know, could be for me. Yeah, no plans to go get into it. No plans. And just to pause, so an attunement is a sacred ceremony that you get when you're wanting to be a Reiki practitioner. And there are three levels, level one, two, and then master level Reiki. So you were attuned to two levels. It's where we really like push through energy through you. We're tuning your body to, to channel the Reiki energy. And a lot happens with that. It's like if you've ever had a Reiki session, it's Reiki on steroids times a million because all of your angel guides come in and all of um, the masters, ascended masters of Reiki come in and they're helping with the attunement to channel your body, your physical vibration to accept the energy of Reiki so you can give it to others. Mm -hmm. So you were level two before this trip. Yes. And then on this trip, Rose is hearing that message. Yes. It's time to give an attunement. Yes. And damn it, I've been feeling for years. Okay, no, it's not been that long. <laughs> but for months that you've been ready for this. And I kept saying, no, I yeah. didn't want it. I didn't, it, it didn't, I didn't, I wanted to master too. And I wasn't even practicing anymore. Like I was doing it for myself. I was giving myself Reiki in the mornings and stuff or met during meditations or whatever. But I wasn't practicing on anybody at this point. I'm like, eh, what's the point? And then my my body, my soul knew a whole week before and they were prepping me for it. Yeah. And what's cool is when you said that um, all your guides and stuff come in and all the Reiki masters, ascended Reiki masters and stuff, they'll come in and, and help with this attunement. I saw that. I closed my eyes and I saw instantly like a, an audience of guides like swoop down in front of us. And there was this one big one in front, like majestic. And they watched. It's like they were there for a ceremony. 
and like a graduate it felt to me like a graduation ceremony mm. and then when they were done when when rose thanked them i basically saw them kind of nod the big one and he nodded and then off they went that's so cool it was so cool yeah and the vibration has not stopped it's it's definitely dulled down but if i like open myself up for meditation or whatever reiki man it's so strong it's incredible it's really funny how your body and your soul knew you were ready for this yeah and your mind was on a totally different channel it was like no mm -mm, yeah I'm not ready and I wasn't even thinking about it it wasn't even on my radar no I just I just find that that's really funny I'm yeah I'm floored I'm still floored by that it makes me it makes me think a lot about the limit limited beliefs that you're still holding on to and any securities or doubt that you have about your abilities and yourself are really coming into play with with the way that the mind the logical mind is coming in and going no 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 no. we don't need this this is not important I'm not even practicing yeah I'm not ready for this blah 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 I haven't mastered two which is bullshit you know there's no such thing as mastering level two I feel like you're attuned to level two or one you practice either you got it or you don't and it's almost (laughs) like your guides are going to tell you when it's time to move forward regardless of if you feel you're ready they knew it was on the agenda and they're like Dude, we have to prep you for this, whether you want it or not. <laughs> That's it's time, it's lady. Time. I just called myself a dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <sighs> so that was fun. And then I had a kind of a different experience. So you got your attunement. I didn't get an attunement. Um, but while we sat up there at the top of that rock in Bell Mountain, I felt my lower chakra, my root chakra, which is the one at the base of your spine, which is connected to safety and security here on the material plane. And that chakra for me has been such a problem in my life because of a lot of the past traumas that I went through as a child. And as soon as I sat down on that rock, I felt that root chakra blast open and roots went straight down into the mountain and just like anchored into bell rock and then after that I felt that energy trickle up to the neck chakra the sacral chakra and then to the chakra above that the root or the solar plexus and the three of those chakras all just opened up and the vibration feeling I was feeling in those three chakras was so strong. I could Mm -hmm. like, I explained the crown chakra of how like the tingling sensation and how it felt like every molecule was moving so quickly. I could feel the spin of the chakras in each chakra. That's so cool. It was really intense. It was very intense for you. And I felt like a magnet because I was sitting on the rock and I felt a magnet come from behind me and like pull me down. I wanted to lay down on that rock. And I feel like laying down on that rock really helped blast open those chakras even more. So my experience was totally different from yours. And we were talking about this while we were walking down the mountain. I was like, it is so funny. Arizona, I used to live in Arizona when I was um, in my young teenage years. And that was a really hard time for me. And I feel like those were the years that those three chakras really closed down. That I Mm -hmm. lost connection with those three chakras for my safety. Um, and how funny that I had to come back to Arizona where I could reopen those chakras and 
on a new level. Like these chakras have been open for some time now and I've done so much work on them, but it's like, I needed a new level of healing that I couldn't have gotten from anywhere else. I Mm -hmm. needed that. Yeah. And I think you needed it also because of what was about to happen as well. I think this was the beginning, very beginning of what was going to happen to you later. Yeah. So fast forward, we come down the mountain, we go home, um, back to the cute little place that we were staying and, um, I don't know if this is what you're talking about. You drew cards. We drew cards. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So we were drawing. And then later. Okay. Yeah. So we started to draw cards about our experiences. We wanted to know what we gained from the mountain there because we could feel all this stuff, but there's no like language, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's no one going, Hey, this is what you received right. today. Yeah. It's just all feelings. <laughs> it's all feelings, which can be hard to interpret. Mm-hmm. So we pulled some cards and our card readings were just so good. But a lot of my card reading was you've opened up areas that you had closed off once upon a time Mm -hmm. and you have the card that came up was the root girl. And it's a picture of a girl whose roots of trees and she's kind of like slumped over holding onto herself. And it's all about the root chakra. It's all about healing It's the disowned self. And what I got from that was I got her back. Mm -hmm. The inner child, the disowned self, the part of me that I had dismissed back once upon a time. I had reconnected with her. And as soon as Rose pulled that card for me and read that, I, I started crying. I was Mm -hmm. like, yep, that hits Mm -hmm. home. That's, that's the one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So I received a lot of healing. And when she came up with that card, my heart chakra opened. Yep. And it was much more intense than the crown, much more intense than all three of the lower chakras. And I was like, I'm feeling so floaty. Yeah. This is what's weird about energy. When you connect with the energy like that, you almost go into a different dimension of space. You're no longer grounded to the physical plane. (laughs) It's like your body is sitting there, but you are like a floating energy being. Yeah, that's what it feels like. (laughs) So I was kind of just like floating there. And this is a new feeling for me on this kind of yes. caliber. Yeah. And I'm like stuffing my face with chips and with <laughs> you were candy. Like, I'm hungry. I, got, I must eat. <laughs> Which is a way that we ground, ground, yeah. ground ourselves down. And it was not working. Mm-hmm. There was no amount of eating. I was getting so full. <laughs> but I was not changing the vibration of my energy at mm-hmm. all. So Rose was like, hey, I'm really good at grounding. Can I ground you? I was like, this oh was, my God. This is cool. I like this. Can part. you please? Because it was getting uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she put her hands on me and she started to ground me. And her, her idea of grounding is to do, which I do too, which is to envision tree roots growing from them and anchoring into earth. Mm-hmm. And she said, and I could see it because I was closing my eyes to yes. tap in. I could see these giant tree roots like anchoring into the earth and then it would stop. Yeah. It would just immediately stop. And then I felt it all go away. And she heard she can no longer ground like this anymore. She needs a new way of grounding. Mm-hmm. So she grounded me with light, with light roots mm-hmm. instead. Instead of using like those hard grounded tree roots, she yeah. used light. Roots of light. Roots of light. And I could see it. And immediately it's like I went down into my happy place that I go to when I ground. And it was a totally new vibration, a totally new tree. Usually I see myself as a tree in the inner earth. Yeah. And I was an all light tree. 
And then the ground came up beneath me and it was these sweet, gentle roots that kind of connected with the light energy. And then they intertwined together. It was a beautiful vision. And it felt so much better than trying to ground with those hard tree roots. Mm -hmm. And Rose said that was the first time she's ever had to ground anybody differently Mm -hmm. like that. And which was a huge learning lesson for both of us as Reiki practitioners that we could ground people in different ways, depending on where their energy of vibration is. So that's, that's so cool. All in all, I, I received a new energy upgrade yeah, that my body had to adjust to, and I can no longer ground the same way. And in a lot of ways, I'm not the same person I was when Before. I came to Arizona mm-hmm. now I, that I am when I have left. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. And then there were demons. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that part. All right, guys, we told you we were going to leave you on a cliffhanger. So we will explain more about what this means and what happened next on our Arizona trip next week. As always, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at awakening underscore souls underscore podcast. And we'd love to hear your responses or any stories that you have to share with us at our awakening souls at gmail.com. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed these episodes, please share with a friend, please share with your family or anyone that you think will benefit from these episodes. And don't forget to leave us a positive review. Thanks.